Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life. In today's episode we are thrilled to have a distinguished guest who has devoted over 4 decades to the field of medicine, touching the lives of countless individuals and imparting the true essence of healing. So joining us today is Dr. Ale- Alexander Joanum. So welcome to the show doctor. Thanks Avik. Great. Maybe you make me sound old. Forty <laughs> years, but it has been forty years. Oh wow! Wow, definitely. So uh, before we proceed, I'll definitely love to mention this to all of our listeners that uh, Dr. Alexander is a conjoint lecturer with UNSW, which is University of New South Wales, and and yes. RACGP, Royal Australian College of General Practitioners Accredited Supervisor. so yeah. throughout his remarkable 20 years journey I, i'm i'm correct right 20 years right 40 40 oh my god <laughs> oh so so you can you can believe listeners like 40 years of journey as a medical educator and uh, mm. has been instrumental in training medical students international medical yeah. graduates and the general practice registrars it's, yeah. it's huge it's huge i would say so his expertise extends beyond the uh, like conventional boundaries of medicine delving yes. into realms of uh, holistic healing and achieving a profound sense of peace so like yes. with with over like 35000 acupuncture treatments under his belt and an astonishing 3 lakh patient consultations alexander has witnessed the first hand the complex interrelationships between the mind body and the spirit so today That's he so joins open. us to share his experiences discoveries and how like how encounter led him to harness the power of transformational acupuncture in assisting patients struggling with the depression so mm. sit back relax and open your mind to the fascinating insights that alexander has to offer on the profound connection between mental health holistic healing and the journey to a truly healthy mind and a fulfilling life so let's welcome him again to the show welcome again doctor thanks avik it's uh Yeah, it's, it's been a long journey, but I still feel uh, bright and young and youthful, and full of energy. <laughs> yes, um, which is a good way to be. 
<laughs> great, great. So just to start with, like, uh, mm. because this topic is very, uh, uh, very not new, I would say, but it's very, uh, very much our, uh, uh, like, close to us, close to our, wow. house, close to our body. So. Can you share with us the um, serendipitous encounter that led you to explore the transformational acupuncture for depression? Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, I had been actually an acupuncturist for uh, already for about 12 years when I hit on this uh, form of acupuncture that uh, not only works on the physical level, and uh, but it works on the level of the mind and the spirit as well. Mm. Um, I'd been telling my wife for a year or two about the great results I was getting with patients and that they were generally, whatever their problem is, that they were going home saying they felt happier, uh, they were happier in their home life, they were getting on better at work, and uh, they still had the same problems in life, but it wasn't bothering them as much. I didn't think much of that myself at the time, uh, but it was my wife, who's also a doctor at our practice, said, you should make a note of this and record it. And I ignored her advice until one day I had a one particular patient who uh, had widespread osteoarthritis. So I was giving her this form of acupuncture to help the aches and pains, particularly because another doctor in the practice hmm. um, had put her on to opioid medication, you know, narcotics. And she didn't like the idea of being on that, but she felt she needed it to relieve the pain. So anyway, I suggested we try the acupuncture and, and she agreed. And within three or four weeks, she was able to get off the painkillers. Um, apart from the pan, uh, the odd Panadol, this was 2011, uh, apart from the odd Panadol, she hasn't had any painkillers since. And um, But I continued giving her some treatments because she felt so well and happy. And uh, after a couple of months, she said, can I stop my antidepressants? Uh, she had been on them for 16 years. And I thought, well, maybe she didn't really need it, but she kept going to the doctor who just kept giving her the pills. Yeah. But uh, I checked through her notes and she'd been seeing another doctor in the practice for years. And the other doctor only a year before had tried getting her off the antidepressants, but within uh, six to eight weeks, the symptoms came back and she had to go back on the medication. So I assessed her and she wasn't definitely wasn't feeling depressed. And so over the next month, I weaned her off the antidepressants. And um, that was around about October, November in the year. And she said each time I saw her, she was fine and happy. And, and then she commented that she was able to feel the full range of emotions again and that uh, uh, she had... It was just Christmas time and some Christmas carolers had come to the door singing Christmas carols. And when she heard it, she burst into tears. But it was it brought up a lot of memories for her and happiness. And she was so happy she, she just cried. And uh, she said she hadn't felt that feeling for years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and she's done well ever since. She hasn't needed any more acupuncture and she hasn't needed any more antidepressants. So, uh, and she was in her uh, about 60 then. So she's now about 70 and still going well. So I thought, I, I agreed with my wife. I really got to research this. So I followed some patients over a year with that diagnosis of depression. 
and monitored them carefully and followed them up a year later, and they all remained uh, well uh, even a year after having acupuncture. So that got me uh, thinking, well, I was doing it more and more on patients, and then I thought, well, there's so many million people in the world with depression. I mean, you know, the latest, latest estimate is 280 million people. So uh, I started around about 2017, I started teaching other acupuncturists this method in Australia. And in the last few months, I've started to do, teach other acupuncturists online mm. to, to spread this message because, you know, I want this system to be available to, to anybody who can find an acupuncturist, basically. Wow. That's, that's a lovely journey, I would say. So um, also, like uh, throughout your forty-year medical career, you yeah. have you have had the um, extensive experience with various healing modalities. So yes, yes. How does that transformational acupuncture differ from? Yeah, that's a good, really good question. I've spent the last ten years trying to figure it out, but um, it really gets back to the definition of what is. Uh, health and uh, the world health organization you know when it's it was in its inception in 1948 okay. it's in their constitution that they define health as a complete state a state of complete physical mental and social well-being not merely the absence of disease or infirmity yeah. the problem is even in medical school today they teach doctors to look for disease and infirmity and, you know, that's what they do, blood tests or um, take biopsies or x-rays, trying to look for something that's abnormal. Now, the thing is, in depression, uh, there's no physical evidence uh, in terms of blood tests and biopsies that will make a diagnosis of depression. It's purely on what the patient says. Mm. So uh, the doctor's quizzing the patient, the patient gives them answers, and then the doctor says, you're depressed. And this is uh, measured on a scale called the DAS scale, which is, stands for Depression, Anxiety, Stress Scale, is the usual method of uh, watching progress. And, you know, doctors and Western medicine itself is all seems to be based on mostly on uh, drug taking. And uh, the thing with uh, antidepressant medications is that I think they generally work by sort of dampening down emotions if you're really depressed, severely depressed, it makes you less depressed. Um, the evidence seems to show that there's no no real evidence even today after using antidepressants for the last 30-odd uh, years that there's any real evidence that it helps mild depression particularly. Um, it makes people feel um, comfortably numb, I suppose, might be a description, uh, and... You know, so you can get a score of depression from a maximum of 21 down to a, a four or less, and that's considered normal by the doctor. But the problem is uh, the absence of depression is not the same as the presence of happiness. There's a world of difference between feeling not depressed and feeling happy. And um, But medicine's not interested in that. They're, all, they're only interested in being not depressed or less depressed. And if you come back with a score of even five, six or seven, which can still rate to mild to moderate depression, the GP is happy because you're not severely depressed anymore. Yeah. But 
it's a long way from getting happy. The acupuncture doesn't work by suppressing, it actually releases uh, stuck emotions, I think is the main way. Mm-hmm. Uh, is one of the ways, and it uh, works uh, from the Western viewpoint on the hormones and neurotransmitters in the brain, the, the things like serotonin and uh, GABA and various other neurotransmitters. It makes you happy, and and it brings your body back to a, a healthy, normal state. Um, this kind of acupuncture transformational acupuncture, interestingly, is uh, is not just based on traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, it's, it involves the Hindu concept of chakras, which is interesting <laughs> given your name, it's Chakra Bhorti. Um, so the idea is you, uh, I assess patients on which, where they're stuck in terms of chakra energy. Uh, through questionnaires and other ways of assessing them and then give them a treatment to help uh, shift the energy blocks in that particular chakra. Mm. And uh, and uh, almost, well, not without exception, but in the huge majority of times, people feel an improvement. And often it's as, as quick as uh, just having eight treatments over eight weeks. People feel dramatically better. Wow, lovely. So, um, like having performed over like 35,000 treatments, um, definitely you have witnessed the interrelationship between the mind, body, spirit. Yes. How does this transformational acupuncture address this holistic connection and how it comes to the overall mental well being? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I hit upon it because, um, Initially, I was treating mostly physical type problems, and often um, I, you know, I would treat people for low back pain. It's a common, common thing people go to acupuncture for because it often works quite quickly. But um, I thought, okay, if it's involving that area of the body, it is the root chakra or the sex chakra, the second chakra, involved yeah. in the process. And invariably, when people, I gave them questionnaires, they answered that to the level of um, that they were concerned about security or safety or survival, which are root chakra issues. At the same time, they had low back pain. And often it did come at a time when they uh, had issues going on in their life where they weren't feeling supported. So there's the interrelationship there between what's mentally happening to the person and what's physically happening to the person. And when I was using this form of acupuncture, it was not only getting rid of the back pain, but it was getting rid of their feeling of being uh, unsupported or the feeling of being, um, you know, uh, not feeling safe. So it was working at those levels, mm-hmm. various levels. Oh, wow. So, uh, like, depression is a complex and multifaceted condition. Yes, so, absolutely. So, like, can you explain how uh, the transformational acupuncture especially targets the underlying mm. cause of the depression? And yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a really good question. Um, a part of the issue with depression is, well, first of all, it's not actually a disease, you know. West, we tend to treat it like it's a disease, but it's not a disease. So it's not like, as I say, you can look under a microscope and find something wrong in terms of uh, the body. Um, 
And the thing is, often people uh, with who are depressed, it's because they're not coping with a particular situation. I mean, the commonest kind of depression is like feeling like you haven't got the skills or emotional wherewithal to deal with a breakup with a with a partner or something of that nature, or the death of a spouse is you know obviously uh, a major issue in in life and doesn't happen very often, fortunately, and so people can't handle it, and people often tend to well they're taught as a young person to suppress emotions. Uh, you know, like if you're noisy as a kid, you're told to be quiet. So you're supposed to be seen but not heard, that sort of thing. People tend to suppress emotions. And I don't know about in your society, but certainly in Australia, people don't openly grieve. I mean, even, uh, you know, with the death of a spouse, people don't sort of wear black clothes or anything special to notify others of their loss or something of that nature. And we don't often have social supports of friends to be able to talk. So this energy tends to get stuck in our body. And um, one of the things about depression is people physically uh, are usually not moving. They're very still and, uh, and they feel like they're stuck and they can't move forward. And acupuncture just shifts the energy within the body, gets things moving. People often describe various sensations of feeling energy moving in their body and sometimes will release emotions like a burst out crying when, when a needle hits a particular point or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Or an angry outburst is often uh, happens and, and it can happen when they go home later that day or the next day. It's a common response. But it actually allows that it's healthy and normal to be able to do that even though it can be a bit of a shock or a surprise at the time. So I think that's got a lot to do with it. Uh, there's also uh, various hormones like uh, well, neurotransmitters like serotonin, mm-hmm. which is uh, supposed to be the path that antidepressants work on uh, um, preventing the breakdown, the reuptake, as it says, of uh, serotonin, where acupuncture has been shown to actually increase the production of serotonin. Thank so you. can actually complement antidepressants that way. And there's other neurotransmitters like dopamine and so on, but it, and uh, as well as opioid receptors that uh, mm. acupuncture can work if you're looking at it from a Western scientific approach. Mm-hmm. It happens on multiple levels, <laughs> which yeah, I think makes it an ideal um, holistic treatment because it doesn't interfere with whatever the patient's doing in terms of taking medication. It doesn't interfere with them having counselling. In fact, it supports them in that process. And so they can still have acupuncture as well and get things moving quicker. Wow, that's lovely, I would say. So in your vast experience, could you Mm -hmm. share a memorable case where uh, the transformational acupuncture had a significant impact on the patient's journey towards recovery from the depression. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, one of those patients I followed up the next year after that first patient, uh, she had um, came to see me because another friend recommended me. Uh, uh, she was a friend and uh, as a patient of mine. And uh, 
she had uh, felt depressed and uh, migraines, constant severe migraines, several times a week. And she had been down the usual route to doctors who had given her various antidepressants and strong painkillers to try and control them, uh, but it didn't do very much. And and then she had seen um, and actually another acupuncturist in the town who was doing uh, regular Chinese acupuncture, and she said it gave some temporary relief to the migraines, but that was all. Uh, so when she came to me, uh, I started treating her, and within three or four weeks, uh, she started talking about her situation and and she recognised that when, I, when she had the needles in her that she could feel that when she started thinking certain thoughts, it started to trigger tension in the muscles around the area where she was getting the migraines in the head. So she realised that connection between her thoughts and mind and the physical problem of migraines. Uh, her migraines were so bad that um, she wasn't able to get out of bed, basically. She uh, she would take the kids to school and then go home and go straight to bed till it was time to pick them up from school. That's how bad she felt. The thing is, uh, what became apparent over the next few weeks was that she was depressed because uh, she and her husband had moved from uh, Sydney, it's a capital city, major city of uh, five million, to a small remote town with uh, less than a thousand people. And they both moved there because they thought they would, their life would be better. But they found and bought a farm. Now, she was a lawyer and she wasn't doing any law lawyering, <laughs> consulting. She was just operating the farm. And because of the lack of money, her husband had to work away from home. So he was away for a week or so at a time. Yeah. And she realised that... Um, she was depressed because of the situation she was in, but she didn't feel like she could bring it up with her husband because he had been so keen to move to the country. But with that encouragement from me, from the acupuncture, she actually talked to her husband and was pleasantly surprised to find that uh, that he, he had been feeling depressed and sad too because he didn't like working away from home all the time and and he thought, oh, well, we, we moved to the country to make my wife happy. But instead, they were both making each other miserable and the kids were suffering at school. So after a few more weeks, they decided to move to Europe, which was where his family was from, and... Uh, as a total change of their life. You know, by this stage of migraine headaches had stopped. She got off migraine treatments and and uh, she didn't feel depressed anymore. And I followed her up a year later, I rang her uh, over in Europe and uh, she said that the kids uh, were really happy, their grades had gone up and that uh, she and her husband, their relationship was terrific, uh, that she had got a job with a non-profit organisation, an international company to... Uh, and using her lawyer's skills and uh, that she was just about to leave to have dinner with her husband and then go to the opera, which was a far cry from the little town she was living in. But it just took that initial oomph, you know, that spark of energy to produce a shift. Okay. Whereas before she thought the situation was hopeless and couldn't move. So, you know, it was uh, a massive impact on her life. 
So it went well, but she presented because she just wanted treatment for her migraines. But it's uh, completely shifted once uh, she's active and happy, uh, migraines go away. You know, didn't get them again. And that was uh, um, eight years ago now, and she's still well. Okay, that's so lovely. So, um, like with your training in counseling and the cognitive behavior therapy, yeah, how do you integrate this complementary approaches with the transformational acupuncture to provide the care for your patients dealing with depression? Well, I, I mean, I, personally, I basically stick to doing the acupuncture and refer patients for for counselling and that, and it integrates well uh, because the the counsellors I refer them to know my method and know what I'm doing, and I have an understanding of chakras and uh, can yeah work with the patient because acupuncture often brings things. People will often say, "Oh, they've recalled something that happened in childhood that they completely forgotten about." And and so then they can, if they've got someone to a counsellor to talk with, mm-hmm. uh, and also gain the skills of uh, that cognitive behaviour therapy can do, that uh, that it's uh, yeah, people can really uh, change their behaviour, mm-hmm. uh, which results in sort of more permanent change than mm-hmm. whereas just taking a pill is just suppressing that emotion. It's not really fixing anything. Exactly. Exactly, and that's why uh, uh, you know doctors counsel patients if you've if you've been on antidepressants for depression and come off it and you get depression again, then you should stay on the antidepressants for the rest of your life. Um, that's why we've now got ten to fifteen percent of the population taking antidepressants every day. Mm. It's uh, just uh, crazy, I think. Well, it's definitely. Uh... Like I don't know, like how it works, but uh, it's it's very sad. Like people are taking pills and they're not following any natural paths to uh, recover or uh, get get off from these issues. So, mm. so also like for individuals who may be skeptical or maybe hesitant about transformational yes. acupuncture for the depression. Right. Uh, so, what do you want to share with them? Well, one, I've had a lot of patients who say, oh, I don't know about needles. And I say, just let me put one in. And as soon as I do, and I go, oh, is that all? You know, they don't feel any pain with it. It's nothing like what they're expecting. So then they say, go ahead and do it. And, um, you know, so it isn't as bad as you think it's going to be. It's a quite pleasant treatment. And um, while you're lying there, often people will fall asleep during the treatment. It's not like going to a doctor's and having, you know, needles and probes stuck in you. It's quite a different treatment altogether. So exactly, exactly. Great. So, uh, like before we uh, wrap up, like looking ahead, mm-hmm. do you envision the future of transformational acupuncture in the broader landscape of mental health care and Absolutely. what is the potential yes. it could offer more individuals? seeking to relieve from the depression yes yes i mean i'm as i say i'm I started training people around the world in this method and and i can only see it growing with time because um you know i've had some real success stories uh, you know in my own area which is a 
town of about 80,000 people. And uh, and nowadays I get referrals from other doctors uh, sending their patients to me for, for acupuncture, for depression. Hmm. So, you know, word of mouth works that way. So if we can get acupuncturists around the world doing it, um, you know, uh, I, I've written two books on Stick It to Depression, as I've called it, Stick It to Depression. Uh, one book is subtitled Another Tool in Your Doctor's Bag, and it, and I've written it particularly for doctors to understand how acupuncture can help their patients. And the other book is uh, Stick It to Depression, is subtitled Get Your Life Back Naturally to let the general community know about acupuncture can help depression. So I've written it in a simpler language, easier to understand. Okay, got it. Great. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this captivating episode of Healthy Mind. Thanks, Health. Avrik. And uh, we are incredibly grateful uh, to uh, Dr. Alexander for sharing his inspiring journey and profound insights into the world of transformational acupuncture for the depression. So we hope that this episode has shed light on the power of alternative therapies and the profound impact that we can have on our mental health and the well-being. So remember that yes. your journey towards healing and peace is uniquely yours and exploring different avenues may open doors to unexpected yes. transformation. Yes. So, and if, I was going to say, if anybody uh, is wants to find out more information, if they go to my website, yeah. stickittodepression.com, and and they can there's lots of information there and they can contact me that way definitely so listeners do uh, reach out to uh, dr alexander he has already mentioned the website and i'll also make sure i'll put this into the show notes so that it will be easier for you to reach out to him and right. if you have found this episode enlightening and inspiring please consider sharing it with your friends and the loved ones who may also benefit from this valuable information and do not forget to subscribe to healthy mind and healthy life to stay tuned for more enriching conversations with the experts in the field of mental health and the holistic well healing so thank you so much on once again for being a part of our podcast community we look forward to bringing you more thought-provoking discussions that inspire you to lead a life of balance positivity and the wellness so until next time take care and remember that there is always a hope needless and the needles of hope to guide us towards a brighter future. So thank you so much.